four patriots need subs for the pro bowl michael floyd needs a chauffeur and well what else did i want to say yeah, a big win for the pats looking good for the playoffs all this week on patriots rap 360 you're tuning into the destination for tv super fan discussion after buzz tv and now let the buzz begin uh, yourself well marry little christmas oh nice the lights going oh yeah oh, this is light. great you know get the fire going oh yeah need some chestnuts hot cocoa and the dulcet tones of bill belichick yourself pretty good singing voice on the guy <laughs> so good oh i love it he nailed it good stuff good stuff he said today he loves caroling. He does? He did. He did say that. Taking a break from caroling tonight, uh, we got old Benny and Denny in the house Denny tonight Denny. for an edition of Patriots Rap 360. Boys, why don't you tell everybody who you are, how they can get in touch with you on the social media. Yeah, you can get in touch with me at Benny Frickin' Jam on Twitter. Benny Frickin' Jam. And I'm on Twitter at Dehas, D-E-E-H-A-A-S. What about you, Mike? Uh, still, still, still contemplating it. We'll figure it out. But uh, you know, if anybody wants to hit up these guys, if you have a question for me, you know, mm-hmm. they always relay them. It's so good. It's true. But you can do that. Uh, you can hit us up if you're listening live. Uh, you can hit us up on the YouTube chat room, and uh, we'll be looking at that as well. Um, so big win for the Pats. Big they uh, clinch a playoff spot. Their eighth straight AFC East division title. And they clinch a first round by seventh year in a row. They've done that. It's yeah. pretty nice. Pretty nice indeed. When you when you're mocking off the goals, it's nice to be at week fifteen and already have a few check marks. Step one complete. Step one complete. Complete. <laughs> Step two complete. Complete. Next one home n- field. Home field for the whole thing. What's gonna so? <clears throat> as long as we win out, obviously we are the one seed. But assuming we don't, we're I believe Oakland still would have the tiebreaker. Yeah, why is that? Better strength of schedule? In it must the be AFC? the divisional. Although, who did they just lose to? Uh, it's got to be that Chiefs, loss. Right? To the, it's got to be that loss two weeks ago that we had to the Bills, right? Let's uh, put a pin in the playoff picture Fine. this one now, and Damn let's it. just uh, you know, kind of. I'm not going to say gloat, but uh, you know, kind of just gloat, gloat. <laughs> Just kind of bask in the glory of a nice win in Denver, led by this defense. A lot of people are saying bad defense. They hold Denver to three points in Denver. I say good defense. You do. Now, what do you guys say? Is this just is this a defense that's good and good at the right time and we should be excited about it? Or is it the Patriots have played a terrible schedule, so pump the brakes? What do you think, Ben Faye? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that the defense is definitely playing well this year. I, I think the story of this game was was probably the offensive line, though, and just paving the way for uh, a really good rushing attack this week. It was a game where Tom Brady wasn't at his best, and really the, you could see that the Broncos were trying to take away everything uh, from a passing perspective. So, hey, whatever, so we'll switch it up and pound the run. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it was probably less of a case of Tom Brady not being at his best. I mean, we all know <laughs> that's not true. But uh, and more of just a game plan. You know, it seemed like last year in the AFC Championship game, they kind of wanted to spread them out and uh, really kind of take advantage of them that way. This this time, we had a completely healthy backfield, you know, with all the tools in right. his toolbox. Yep. And it was just like, hey, you know, we're going to run on this team. I mean, that's kind of like the Achilles heel. You know, they, they let Malik Jackson go. They let Danny Trevathan go. You know, right. and then you're going to ask yourself, why am I soft in the middle now? Oh, oh well played, sir. Oh, I'm kind of with Ben, though. I don't, think, I don't think TB12 was at his best, at least for the first quarter. Came out of the gates 0 for 6. Yeah. And he was he repeatedly kept going to, uh, to White out of the backfield yeah. and on third down and missing it. I mean, it was, you know, you can blame either guy. But I don't, I don't think Brady was crisp. And he did have a bit of the old happy feet. He gets that from time to time, but a win's a win. I think it's a high-quality win against a high-quality opponent. You can diminish, you know, the defensive performance because it's Denver, and, you know, it's, they're not a top-flying offense right now, but it's still a, a, one of the top teams in the league on the road, one of the toughest places to play, especially for Brady. It's been his kryptonite. I think it's a huge win. Yeah. I mean, there's only so many dominant teams in the league. You know, these are two wins that we were hoping we would come out with for the last two weeks, and... It's exactly what they did. It's true. And I, and I think that there's really two things that stuck out to me. Um, one was the turnover battle, which I think we can talk about. And two was the fact that we got crushed in the AFC championship by getting sacked. Right. Tom Brady was being assaulted at will. Mm-hmm. Very true. 23 sacks, seven by Von Miller in that AFC championship game last year. This year, in this game, seven sacks, none by Von Miller. Von Miller was shut down by Marcus Cannon, who you guys were talking about last week. Boom. I think you got a, had a fan on there that was second-guessing Marcus Cannon. I, I think he was tuning in, actually. Hopefully, as he is on tonight. Yeah. I mean, I think it was VChat. I believe <laughs> it call. was VChat. It wasn't Hanto who's chiming in now. Happy holidays to you, my man. Yeah. Thanks for the props and the beanie, no doubt, kid. <laughs> Denver did have no O. And the D, yeah, I mean, the D. It's. It, I think... Kind of to, to your question, Mike, it sort of seems like a kind of a combination of the D's peaking at the right time, but also since, you know, that loss to Seattle, we, it's not, we haven't exactly been playing the juggernauts offensively of the world. So It's true. But who in the AFC scares you right now? I don't know. I mean. Yeah. I well, well let, 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 we'll get to that when yes, we start yes. talking playoff and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. Uh, but the, uh, but uh, I will say, like, and you know, the protection was great, and that's obviously the Dante effect that we, uh, you know, make mention of every week on this program because it's so effect. huge. The Dante effect. Uh, Dante Skynecki just just killing it uh, with that offensive line. And uh, yeah, I mean, Cannon, the kid, has always always been a monster uh, rush blocker. But now, you know, Dante gets his hands on him. He's becoming a very serviceable pass blocker. So oh, yeah. We're uh, totally excited about that. And this, like, offensive uh, line in general, I was thinking maybe we could get a David Andrews on that Pro Bowl roster. But uh, it might be. I mean, those guys looked a little uh, susceptible last week. Some of the interior guys. You think? They got beat a couple times. But, I mean, that's one of the stories of the year, no question. I mean, the O-line and really going into the postseason. Like, that was the last two weeks have been the best barometer of us looking at because the only other top teams we really played haven't been at you know without Roethlisberger when we played Pittsburgh, et cetera. So mm-hmm. these are the two best barometers for playoff football that we've had back to back weeks. 
So, I don't know. Definitely feeling much better about the prospects of the O-line right now, this year, than we were, you know, this time last year. Definitely. No question, kid. Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, anytime you win in Dunville, like you say, it's the old kryptonite for old TB and uh, BB, or it has been. <laughs> so now they have three and eight. TB and BB. TB and BB. Hello. <laughs> That's initials only. Um <laughs> A guy who's a monster out there and just a growing monster in his second year, but essentially his rookie year because he kind of lost all that shit, his rookie campaign injury. Trey Flowers, this kid's yeah. an animal. You know, he kind of a rotation guy, you know, but like seeing more snaps now. I, he's got like seven snacks on the season there all since the bye week. Yeah. You know, and he had two sacks this week. I think he's got three multiple sack games. Kid's a stud. The kid's been going in beast mode, yeah. I mean, it's pretty impressive. Like, we we talked about it, I think, last week, about how he may very well be the most productive dude on the on the D. It is interesting to me, though, the way they're shuffling the deck on D. Like, it seems like they're really kind of giving dudes, you know, spotting dudes reps and the, the way they're rotating guys. And I don't know, it, it definitely bodes well, I think, for the playoffs of keeping guys fresh legs, et cetera. Yeah, and, build depth. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good situation. They definitely seem to be getting hot. Yeah. The right time. And I, I think, like, coming into the season, uh, that was a little bit of apprehension, you know, looking at this team with the, uh, you know, shipping out Chandler Jones, Ninkovich having that four game suspension, you know. Right. Were, were they able to put heat in the quarterback? So, obviously, Trey Flowers has done that. Your boy, Chris Long, uh, has definitely been a good acquisition in uh, making that happen. Absolutely. Yeah, Chris Long, he uh I actually just found out from Pro Football Focus that Chris Long has been a more effective pass rusher in 2015 than uh sorry, in 2016 than Chandler Jones was in 2015. So no that deal. was a move where we we got a lot of slack uh, you know, trading away one of our supposedly best players and here yeah. we are kind of picking up uh some some dude from the Rams who really didn't have that much and Yeah. No, he's filling in for that spot really well. Yeah, and evidently doesn't smoke fake weed, so you're good. Yeah. So uh, well, another thing, kind of a, a development to this. Development. At least when he's research. done with it, he doesn't walk to the police station and turn himself <laughs> in, I guess. So. <laughs> one step in the right direction. That is always good. Um, one development we I kind of glossed over in the show, I just failed to mention, but kind of momentous, you know, so... Shame on me for not uh, bringing this up, but uh, shame. Alan Branch four game rip for smoking trees just went by the wayside. He, he did, actually yeah. won his he appeal. He won his appeal. Yeah, I never hear about guys winning their. Appeal. Yeah, it's pretty strange. There wasn't much follow about how he won or yeah, but apparently it was just a bunch of malarkey. Like he said, I mean, he said it's bull, and wow. it turned out that it was. Hmm. And the son of a bee. I mean, it's a good transition because he was another guy making his presence felt on the d last week a lot of the, these names are you know each week are popping up mm-hmm. um you know hightower didn't look like he was at 100 percent last week but you had sheared with another good performance you had van noy letting his presence be known yeah. you had alan branch breaking up a pass i want to say too like these guys are making big plays so yeah. it does remind me of those early off years like the, the the runs we were on them now it's getting back to the point where there's some versatility in the players and just kind of dialing up some interesting schemes, bringing pressure from different looks, and it's, it's in depth. And they've been playing with a renewed energy the last few weeks, really. That 
those D's that we're always envious of that are just flying, you know, the teams you think of like Baltimore and Seattle historically, Pittsburgh back when, but the guys that are just flying around the team, gang tackling, bringing that energy. There were plenty of thin years in that department, I feel like, where you had like Pat Chung or, uh, you know, Brandon Spikes were like the lone guy looking for a high five after a tackle. Like, nah, nobody? Yeah, yeah, everybody's but getting the ball. Definitely, yeah. It's kind Loving of, it. you know, it just seems like it's a byproduct of like guys, uh, you know, just buying into what the Patriots are trying to do and, you know, it becoming second nature. You right. Know? And uh, so that that allows you to play fast when you don't have to think about your responsibilities. Your uh, your body's already acting to those because you know you're so well drilled on uh, situational football during the week. No question. And that's something we always hear out of Big Bill. Uh, situational Big football Bill. being huge. Trey Flowers also another thing I read an article about. Um, he he's not only just uh, you know physically gifted, but he works a lot on his technique and stuff. And yeah. some of his teammates have stopped calling him technique. So really, that's a pretty nice nickname. Don't to have. sweat the technique. You know, wow, get it? Wow, wow, musical interlude. Yes. Um, so yeah, he. I mean, he's definitely a find. Uh, so definitely a mainstay on that. What are we looking at? I'm a, on cyberspace. Well, I'm a little what surprised you that you guys uh, you guys are talking about all the the amazing defensive. Uh, players that we had, and you forgot to mention. You're right, Logan, Logan Ryan. Ryan. Logan Ryan, huge play. Pretty huge much play. had the the biggest play in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, Pivotal. Yeah, I mean, Pivotal play. An interception on the the Patriots twenty yard mm-hmm. line, and I mean, yeah, great return to, on that. Ball, great too. return. Yeah. Um, according to Pro Football Focus, Logan Ryan was the number one slot corner this week and the number two overall corner. Wow. So that's some pretty impressive accolades right there. I hate to get too warmed up about that because he's going to be probably in Detroit next season. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, we'll, we love that play. I don't know about this pro football focus. How are they able to come up with You don't with these know metrics? pro football focus? Oh, I know. He knows him. Oh, I, know. I love him. I love him. I mean, Belichick I see him all the time. Him, so I love my boy, Mike Clay. Shout out to Mike Clay. He, get, he has, like, the best freaking stats. I love it. I mean, it's Belichick's like, a hater, so I just immediately was all right. I, I now hate them too. Yeah, we're just we're, we're just the human race that is just thirsting for rankings and yes. lists and stuff, yeah. and that's why it's how we have to digest everything now. You True, know, it's just fired down our face in that format. Well, that's speaking right. of stats, okay, Legarrette Blunt, another uh, another day in the record books. Did we already talk about that? The 15, uh, well, he breaks 15th it now. CD yeah. last he, week. He was tying uh, Kumar, and now he's uh, ahead of ahead of Kumar. The, the, the Kumar. <laughs> Curtis Martin. <clears throat> yes, sir. The stud. 15 TDs. Yeah, while his, so while the rest of his work wasn't wasn't that productive for the day. 17 right. rushes, 31 yards. Splitting low with Dion. Had to do a lot of the heavy lifting for the Patriots, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, but not breaking off a ton of big runs. It just seemed like it was just more of a Dion Lewis game, you yeah. know, thinking that more shifty runner between the tackles was, was the way to hit him up and uh, BB we trust. Yeah, I mean, regardless, I mean, you get up, then you're going to get a steady dose of blunt force trauma. You know, well, he just... earned, and he earned every centimeter that he got on oh, that yeah. touchdown run. I mean, he dragged three guys in with him, so he looked, I mean, I he looked good. He looked yes. good. It's nice that we have a nice <laughs> one-two combo going now oh, that it's Deion great. Lewis is back. We got a little more, a little bit more shift than uh, than Blunt does. A little thunder and, and lightning, we'll keep, baby. We'll keep Blunt uh, fresh for when he needs to pound it. I, I'm, I'm so a thunder and lightning. Stuff. He'll just take on that Mike Allstott role and just punch it in from three yards out each time. And 
let Dion do the do the dirty work in between. It's definitely a nice little change from last year around this time. Yes. When you were like, man, I hope Steve Jackson has some tread left on those ties. It's pretty nuts, man. I almost forget about that. Yeah. Oh, crazy. Yeah, but um, hopefully the results will be different as well. Results. Get the results. All right, who else uh, was uh, the McCordy's hit? In the yeah. fourth quarter, huge on that fourth play. and two, that was a huge play. Yeah. Yes, uh, on Demaris, yeah, that was huge. Ooh. That was a big, a big hit that we don't. You know, I mean, McCourty's. All, no one would argue that he's not solid, but he's sort of. I was thinking about him on the ride up here. I mean, the dude is. He's a versatile talent, but he doesn't necessarily stand out in, in the way that some of the guys you think of when it's. You know, he's certainly not the biggest hitter. I mean, you know, he's not the maybe the rangiest deep safety of all time but he sort of does everything pretty well and it's nice to see him make a you know a game kind of ending hit like that absolutely so it it was a big play it was exciting very exciting and uh you know a captain that defense and a captain on the team right you know it was kind of odd one of our four pro bowl selections uh for the Pats this year and four captains oddly enough and the usual suspects kind of who you would think right McCordy TB12 Slater yeah, you know Slater. I mean, like we say every week, it is the Matthew Slater Award going into the Pro Bowl from the end. That's true. I mean, this is what is fifth, sixth straight. I, I think, think it is. Position. Yeah, it's pretty solid. You wonder how much of that because there's other guys on the Pat special teams having pretty big years too. They are. He may not even be leading. It might be Ebner in the lead on special teams tackles. Yes, in fact, I think Ebner is tied for the league lead in special teams tackles. Um, he, in, he, you know, and uh, Slater actually mentioned them in his press yeah. conference today, saying how well he's doing. But I mean, yeah, I mean, we talk about this uh, this unit every week. I mean, as far as covering kicks, I mean, I know we've banged our head against the wall as far as returning kicks yes. so far this yes. year. But as far as covering kicks, you'd be hard pressed to find a team that covers them better than the Patriots. It's I mean, pretty true. Mingo had a huge hit on the kick this he, week. He too. did, but on that play, like Slater is like triple right. teamed. Yeah, you know? yeah. You know, it's so crazy. It's like you go to him, and then you got Jonathan Jones as your other, you know, f- fire guy. And yeah, he, he's a stud. You got Gunner. Yeah, you know, and my he's boy coming Brandon King. Brandon King, Ebna, the aforementioned Golden. Ebna, Mingo. I mean, guys, yeah. they have studs on that unit. And the Patri- Patriots, and why that is, is because you know, special teams used to be that kind of afterthought third phase where it was like, all right, we just need depth for our offense and defensive units. So. Right, our second string guys will go play there, but you know, obviously Belichick has made it of importance, and you'll see starters on there, and you know. But now it's like becoming a whole culture where guys are like that's fine. I'll take pride in this. Oh yeah, it's like th- this is who I am on this. A lot team. of the a lot of the biggest momentum shifting plays kind of take place in that third phase of the game. You know, big if a big a punt block a punt. Return for a TD, like these are some of the biggest swings, like when it comes to momentum, you know. Yeah, you and especially it. playing in that game, like versus Denver, it's like kind of a slugfest. It's just like yeah. you know, so field position is huge. It was mm-hmm. huge. Yep. Yeah, good game for uh, Allen too. Yes. He had a good game, and obviously starting off the game with the huge muff punt on the others, it was nice to have the shoe on the shoe other foot this foot, week. Win that turnover game for uh, for a, for a change that turnover battle. So that was huge. No question. Yeah. Yeah, and, 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 you know, like I said before, you know, Tom Brady wasn't at his best. And I, I don't mean that he wasn't uh, amazing in yeah. that sense of the word. Yeah. I mean that from a stats perspective, yeah, he wasn't hair. great. But that's one of those games where he, he kind of knows that 
what he has to do, right? He's not going to force it in there. He didn't throw any interceptions. He didn't. Right. You know, he he did what he needed to do, which was switch up the game plan and run the ball. Yeah. And threw it when he needed to. I mean, he made some great throws. He hit Edelman on the sideline for that amazing throw when two guys were all ridiculous. over him. And I, I don't even know how he put it in that window and caught it. I mean, it was that was a ridiculous throw and catch. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, look, the throws were there. but yeah. It's amazing this is a 39-year-old man making these throws. It's pretty ridiculous. But that's but that's that's when you know that you have a, a quality quarterback in place where he knows that the key to this victory is going to be field position, punting the ball, and putting yourself in good position to get field goals and you know set yeah. up a score when the, when you have a good turnover. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, is, is he almost like kind of reverts back to his game management mode because he's just like okay, even though I have you know three hundred more stats than the guy opposite me at this position, I'll just wait for him to you know <laughs> yeah, so make true. the mistakes, not right. me. You know, right? So. Uh, yeah. So he doesn't have to go out there and sling four TDs on every single team he faces, right? He can he can scale it back and run the football. When it would have been nice for my fantasy squad. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Anybody else uh, lose? Pretty uh, damn true. Fantasy stats guru is up there too. Because Brady uh, threw for 188 yards and no TDs. Anybody? Uh, yeah. He didn't even scamper for like 10. <laughs> that was oh, a rough. Yeah, man. I mean. So you guys were talking about the Pro Bowl before. I saw they had asked um, if we had any snubs. Pro Bowl snubs. I know Malcolm Butler was uh, was one that was uh, kind of popular on the people's snub lists. Yeah, and Legarrette. Some people were. I mean, the thing is, when you look at who's making it, it makes sense. Yeah, you know, Butler. It's easy for us watching game in and game out. You know, the homerism takes over. But there are some there are some guys on probably on a tier above Legarrette, even though he's racking up the TDs. Yeah. yeah, this was what I thought league wide. What really kind of rang out to me, okay? The O and fifteen or O and fourteen, I guess. Sorry about that. Cleveland Browns have one Pro Bowl representative, Mr. Joe Thomas. The nine and five Lions, zero representatives. Wow, wow. pretty crazy. That is crazy. But that's old Mr. Quinn over there. He's put. He's keeping keeping the Lions under the radar. He's doing it the Patriot way. He is, yeah. man. And they had the results speak for themselves. Yeah, right. What I mean, old Jim Bob Cooter too? <laughs> oh, I mean, Jim Bob's always going over there. But the, the the Quinn guy, you know, instilling the Patriot way over there. Hey, it's Quinn just, guy. Hey, Quinn guy. Hey. Is it Bob Quinn? Either way. Either Jim way. Quinn. Jim. Joe. Bob. So I don't know his first name. Another uh, another snub that I have here is Ryan Allen. Um, thought that he yeah. might have had a chance to get in there as well, but well, who's um, who did get it? Who did get the punter? It I don't was know. someone who was good. Yeah, I, maybe it was the rated. He was Pro Bowl. Was, was that was that profound? This is the type of analysis you're going to get. Uh, yeah. Finalis. Finalis. Was it uh, was it Belichick's favorite punter from the Rams? He made it. He's an yeah. excellent Hecker. athlete. John, he's, he's, he's a weapon. He's a weapon. NFC. He is a weapon. <laughs> Hecker. Uh, okay. Uh, let's move on. There's other pressing <laughs> issues to talk about here. Yes, All right. Yes. All right. So, you know, uh, a few hours after our show uh, wrapped last week, we went out and snagged Michael Floyd off the wave a while. Yes. Um, I mean, what do you think about this pickup? I mean, by now the video's come out and everybody's seen it. Yes. You know, I mean, yeah. people are like, but what about now when you've seen the video? I'm like, yeah, no change. It dude. looks I, terrible. I, I know what a DUI looks like. I've seen I mean, people ham it before. It looks, yeah, I mean, I won't lie. I was kind of like a little, st- I mean, I was were a little. Aghast? I was you were aghast? I wasn't quite aghast, but I was I was taken aback. Oh, boy. No, I mean, I, I, I think it was pretty damn bad. I mean, yeah. the dude was blacked out. There's a difference, you know, like. 
I'm not trying to justify one way or the other, but it, right. it was worse than it could have been. Put it that way. I mean, you kind of know that once you hear there's a video out there, you kind of know what are you gonna do? Like, right? Have a video of a guy. TMZ's not gonna be. Blown. Oh, oh, I, sure. I'll, I'll blow the breathalyzer, right. sir. Oh, there it is. <laughs> oh, geez. I Point failed. oh eight one. I mean, you just dove. But what did you have? Uh, three quarters of a glass of wine in the last right, hour. Right, yeah, right. It was like, you knew it was gonna be like it was. Right, it this was dude's a puddle. Yeah, yeah. So, so here's the facts. Um, he was pulled over with a point two one. Uh, in Arizona, there is a law that uh, you can get convicted of extreme DUI, which like means you're super, greater than .20, like and that that requires a mandatory 45 days in jail. So he is possibly facing that. I don't know when that comes. If it does come, it may be one of those things where he serves it in the off season because yeah. that's kind of how pro athletes work. They kind of pick when they want to go in. Um, that's what I do know. What yeah. I what I don't know is is how much they're going to use him going forward. I had a feeling that when they picked him up that this wasn't because that they saw real potential for him to slide into the lineup right away. I had a feeling that it was more from a depth perspective. Yeah. If we do have injuries into right, the playoffs, right. we really need to have somebody ready to go that maybe we can get him ready to go for cheap. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, you know, potentially in the long run, too. You know, it's like as bad as DUIs are and, you know, Thank God nobody got hurt, you right. know, in these situations. Um, it, it seems like a correctable problem for the kid, right. you know, who all her accounts is like, this kid's a good kid. I mean, Larry Fitzgerald kind of comes out and kind of speaks on his behalf, mm-hmm. like, this kid's going to be good. So, and, like, the the thing that, why I think it's a nice plug for the Pats is because it definitely seemed like a knee-jerk move by Arizona, you know, who's kind of like on a downslide in right. ways and like they're totally, you know, on a season where they have high expectations and they're not filling them. I think if this had happened last year, they probably don't cut them. It's you know? an and interesting, in the graces, uh, mm. you know, it's like, and so like Bill's just like, yeah. okay, a 6'2 guy that can run a 4'4". Four, four. Yeah, that's time so, with Charlie Weiss. You know, it's like, it's like DUI is bad and everything, but, you know, it's, it's not a double murder, so... You know? Yeah, I mean we've had those. Yeah, um, but that is his second DUI. It is. It is. Yeah, again, not to diminish what he did or any of that jazz, but but there was a, like a three year period and there with no DUIs. Hey, let's, let's focus on the on focus the, on the, the positive. Line. Focus on the positive. <laughs> but it is an interesting contrast with the guy we talked about a little bit earlier because it's coming from the same team where we synthetic weed Jones sent him packing. Yeah. Largely, we all thought because of that. Right, that incident, which was just like an unsavory personal move, sent yeah. him there. Now it's almost like a uh, you know an additional piece that we're grabbing from them. You know, yeah. I was thinking about that as it relates to that, but it's just it is interesting because now it's sort of the opposite. You know, we were also weren't going to be able to resign Chandler. Right, right. You know? So it was just like, kind but of it was a year early. I mean, it was yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not questioning the strategy. It's just an interesting you know, garbage in, garbage out. So I see Fantasy Stats Guru asking if they get a conditional draft pick if they let him go. I hadn't heard anything about if that. They, it'll be if they don't sign him, it's one of those compensatory picks, right? If they don't uh, re-sign him, so that's interesting. That's you talk, Floyd, you mean? Yeah, yeah, because he. I think his contract ends at the end of the season. Right. So uh, he that so, so if potentially they re-sign him, we yeah. have to send them a pick. Yeah, but if we if well, I don't know how that works actually. Or or we, we you know yeah you know the the compensatory picks come in. I don't know the exact. I don't know that anybody does. Okay, yeah, I, I hadn't heard uh, about that that wrinkle yet. Yeah, because essentially, even if he doesn't play, you 
stand to add a compensatory pick. Wow, that's interesting. You know, whenever you lose guys to free agency, like there's that weird algorithm that nobody really understands where (laughs) somehow you uh, add a... Well, I don't. Do, I, I'm not positive how it works in football, but in baseball, if you acquire the guy mid-season, yeah. you don't get those rights mm. where you get the compensatory uh, picks. So. There's been a lot of I'm talk not sure about how it. it works in yeah. football. Fantasy stats guru, my man. Sorry, but I mean, you, you're the ones who usually answer my questions. So I'll, <laughs> I'll expect you to fire it up for yeah. next next, uh, next so, show. So, last word on that: two ways that the Pats can handle this. They can either one give him a stern talking to and kind of leave him alone, which I think would be the wrong move because I have a feeling that something will probably happen again. Yeah, this is kind of what I've heard as I'm reading articles about this that people are not too. Um, believing in kind of the apologies and the way that he's acting about this whole situation. Yeah. The second Oof. way is they can realistically get him help, put him on a program, get him into help, yeah. and you know help the guy out. Right. Because um, it seems like from what I'm reading that he really does need some help. Yeah, and, and you know f- after the Fitzgerald comments, it seems like he's a kid that actually you know is worth you know reclaiming or uh, you know. Right, making a better member of society or whatever, just getting help and like getting them right and like. But also like when when kids like go down this path and I say kid, he's like twenty five year old man, but even still young young guy, you know, go down this path and like make these errors. The thing is isn't to just say, kick him to the curb, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean to let a guy that's like so it's like kind of a good thing the path picked him up, you know. At least he has some kind of guidance in right. his life, you know. Whereas opposed to like you know just tossing him out in the street, what the hell is this guy gonna do? I mean, I would probably go drinking, you know. Yeah, I mean, and then I'd probably drive <laughs> after drinking if that was the thing I I do sometimes. It's easy to. Start justifying it when it's the Pats bringing them in, which I'll admittedly do. I mean, I'm not, you know, we all know dudes getting DUIs. It's, mm. it's not a, uh, you know, it's not a good look. Yeah. This seems like it was more significant than a lot of DUIs, but nobody got hurt. I mean, mm. and he'll see his day in court, and you know, the state of Arizona can can kind of handle that. In the meantime, guy can go to work, and if he can help the Pats win, then so be it. I mean, yeah. You just made a bad decision. Yeah. I'm st- I'm look trying to look up the compensatory pick stuff. Basically, all I'm finding though, the NFL has a secret and complex formula that they use to distribute draft picks at the end of rounds three through seven. Wow. Fantasy stats blah, blah, blah. came through with your answer. If you take a look up at the chat, so he says no. If the Pats don't sign them, it goes towards an algorithm for talent lost. Ooh. Someone on ESPN said something about it. Ah, thanks nice. a lot, Fantasy Stats Love guru. That mock. Thank you so much. And thank you, Mark. Um, yeah. <clears throat> interesting, interesting. Sounds kind of like what I said. I mean, yeah, that algorithm. Maybe fantasy stats guru. Maybe I'm like you know fantasy stats guru number two over here. Wow. <laughs> or uh, football facts guru. That's fantasy interesting. Fantasy stats turu. Oh yes. Touche. Mark is on it tonight. <laughs> if somebody smells, uh, you know, uh, Christmas break. He's sprinting oh, yeah, to the baby. finish. Yeah. I love it. A couple it. cups of eggnog. In him. <laughs> You're not my boss. <laughs> <laughs> It's good stuff. Good Uh, stuff. So in other transaction news, uh, waived uh, Woodrow Hamilton and and paving the way for Jacoby Brissett to be brought back from IR. That's Mm -hmm. correct. Kind of had to do it, put him active on the 53-man roster so he can continue kind of practicing with the team. Mm -hmm. Although he has Mm -hmm. been practicing with the team for three weeks, they did have to kind of make that decision with him on that short uh, season IR designation to either bring him back or... uh, leave him out for the year so 
We want him in the fold. We want him still learning, so he's there. But Getting Woodrow, reps. there is a spot in the uh, on the practice squad, so hopefully Woodrow can clear waivers when we go there. So because yeah. we like what Woodrow did earlier this year. So um, before we move on to the Jets, okay. did you guys hear anything about uh, that? You know, or do you have any thoughts on the the way Denver reacted to the game and on the field at the yeah. end of the game and also post game? Yeah, uh, there was a wine fest taking place. Was there? I'm I'm pretty much in the dock of this wine face. What, 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 wine I don't fest. know about that. Okay. I, the, the play that stuck out to me was when T.J. Ward oh, yeah. uh, had the, the bonehead play of the century, the the roughness penalty, uh, unnecessary roughness penalty, and then he started flexing following Edelman, yeah. and he they were losing sixteen to three. It like, was what was he flexing about? He just flexed himself out of the playoffs. Right. I don't know what he's. If, so you, if Akib Talib is trying to calm you down, then you know you're being a bonehead. You know what I mean? If yeah. The day that Akib Talib is talking sense to you, you're like, all right, I should probably <laughs> check myself. Um, seldom is that guy the voice of reason, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but, yeah, also Emmanuel Sanders postgame. I mean, this is kind of classic wide receiver stuff, but postgame Emmanuel Sanders basically saying that he rejected the notion that, that Butler shut him down. Uh, I had a quote from him, but uh, it's, oh, that his, it seems like, to be his lost son can play better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or something like, give me a break. He's basically just saying they were playing zone. It's not like he, he I got shut down. Um, but also, yeah, <laughs> I want to say that TJ Ward after the game also said we dominated them. I, it, then there was actually a uh, like in-house fight inside the Broncos locker room that got broken up where they they had like sort of a little team meeting after the game and somebody one of the O linemen stood up and started talking and. I don't know if it's TJ Ward or somebody else. Basically, was like sit down. They they're like really getting into it. I mean, it's well, a heated game, and this is obviously for them a great barometer too. Playing, you know. Yeah, and and to be fair, I mean, I think you know Ward probably does have a shred of truth there, and that you know they did pretty well playing defense against the Patriots that yeah. game. I mean, right? How many punts did we have? I mean, we we only hit a couple field goals and. and mm. Had a one-yard touchdown run by Blunt, so it's not like we they blew held the, us to blew 16. the doors off. Yeah, yeah. you know, but, uh, we did enough to win, old TJ Ward. So yeah, we'll smell you next year. They <laughs> might still sneak in, though. We'll see. It's going to be. Uh, they could sneak in. They could sneak in. Doesn't but look likely. I think it might be. Uh, you know, doesn't look likely. Golf season early for old TJ Ward. You can complain about it on the links, buddy. There you go. But I mean, hey, you deserve <laughs> it. You guys won the Super Bowl last year, and it's like, hey, you know, take take this year off. Um, before we get on to that uh, New York team, Jets, I do want to talk yeah. about the other New York team and this walkie gate and get yeah, you guys Yeah, yeah, get in on it. it. Oh, my God. So <laughs> horrendous. I mean, I don't want to spend too much time on it, but... It's a th- joke. It's a it's joke. joke. It is a joke. It is a joke. We don't always like to get into the Deflategate stuff, two years removed, but, I mean, it, it's all a joke. Wow. I mean, a slap on the wrist for every team other than the Pats. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, essentially what what they're saying by the amount that the Giants got fined for that, I think it was like 200000 total, was that the amount that they fined the Patriots was that the Patriots being accused of possibly doing something wrong that, that yeah. reflects against the integrity of the game yeah. is 10 times worse than catching the Giants red-handed using walkie-talkies on right. TV. So bad. I've heard both takes on this, like, and I'm probably certainly of one mindset. Yeah. There's one take that says two wrongs don't make a right. You know, they maybe the league realizes that they went way over the top with this whole deflategate thing. It was ugly 
for both sides, but they had to fight it tooth and nail, and they won. Oh. And now they're saying, eh, is, that, is that the stance you're taking? Negative. Oh. My stance is more of, <laughs> I don't care if two wrongs don't make a right, because God damn it. I mean, they set a precedent for the deflate gate. I mean, all this stuff. But it, what do you say to the fact that, oh, that was the Patriots' second offense? Yeah, but I mean, mm. what other teams don't have a prior offense? Like, it, it's also every year is a different team. I guess, you know, it mm. was Belichick, so you say what you will about those guys. Uh. Um, you know, this is a different, it's McAdoo, maybe if it was Coughlin. But, you know, every year there are things getting swept under the rug, whether teams are pumping in crowd noise or whatever. What did the Browns do last year? There were like, uh, there was some scandal there, too. With they the were cell texting. phones. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's always, guys are always up against the edge of the rule book. Um, and kind of to that point this week, also one last wrinkle in that game, they broke out the old uh, Raven formation one more time. The rules have been rewritten since they did that last year against Baltimore. But what the Pats did was brought in old uh, Shea McClellan on offense because it doesn't say that you can't use a defensive player. Oh, my <laughs> So basically it's like, all right, awesome. still within the rule book. I mean, it didn't even work out. I think it was an incompletion to uh, to Marty B. But yeah, it's just it's just great. It's the gamesmanship. I saw an interesting play in a college game this week where they threw it to a lineman, mm-hmm. but he wasn't. He didn't report as eligible. Oh, really? They just made sure it was a lateral. So okay. we went out like on a screen, but it was like slightly behind. Okay, and they were able to get. It, and it was like a screen. And he went to yeah. some, some bowl game. It's amazing though at the professional level of the the things that you would think would be a no brainer for some of these guys that still give them fits. You know, yeah. um, just guys being ineligible, and then you line a guy up outside that seems like a threat, even if it's announced to the stadium that he's ineligible. It's kind of crazy that you can take them, you know, take certain key defenders out of the out of a play. It's bananas. It's bananas. Well, on the horizon we have the J E T S Jets. Uh, is this a team that's folded it in for the season, or are they going to like battle because it's the Pats? One more try. No, they no, gave us that battle two weeks ago. Yeah, so in the Meadowlands. It looks like we're going to have uh, Bryce Petty as the quarterback for it's the true. Jets this this game. He survived um, that hit, evidently. Yeah. Yeah, man. He got lit up. He did. Big time. Yeah, I That thought means you better God Robbie Anderson this week. That's his boy. It is his boy. It is his boy. Yeah, it seems like a team that's folding to me that's uh, in a state of disarray. Mm-hmm. According to Todd Bowles, the offense is disappointing, the defense is disappointing, and the special teams are disappointing. This is a guy I was really impressed with as a coach last year when yeah. he came in and did. And now this year it seems like he's already lost the locker room. It's pretty nuts, yeah. When you look around at the the other coaches in the AFC East, is, is there going to be some wholesale changes here? I mean, there's talk that the Ryans are out of there. It's like they're 7-7, seven and seven, right? Yeah, it's pretty they nuts. They could yeah. on the table go 9-7. Does I, anybody think the Buffalo Bills are better than the 9-7, 8-8 and eight and eight team? You're crazy. Yeah, you are crazy. I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I'm not. I'm not one for defending Rex at, by any means. But yeah. I mean, he's he's got like one of the best running teams in in the game. I don't understand how they just overlook what he's done to that offense with you know Tyrod Taylor and and Lashawn McCoy. Well, they attributed to Anthony Lynn. It's That's just gonna... crazy. It's crazy to me. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It is crazy. Yeah, I mean, between I think. Uh, Sort of a microcosm of their whole season, Darrell Rivas. You know, he's like the the just shining example. Just overpaid, 
kind of mailing it in. Seems like he's over it. Then you have the Snapchat snafu this week. Yeah, you were telling me Sheldon Richardson or something? Yeah, before the game last week, goes on Snapchat. Before right, they played the Dolphins, right? Yeah. Matt Moore lit them up for four touchdowns? So right Should before they up. take the field, like it's literally the footage, you can see it online. That he's in the locker room with some other schmo on the team, and it's on the other dude. I, I forget who it was. But he's on that guy's Snapchat account. And he's like, I'm here with my boy. Where the girl's at? Whatever. Where the girl's at? And then he just says something to the effect of, F this game. <laughs> Which is like, wow, man. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Bowles addressed it and sort of said, hey, the kid plays hard. This is obviously a boneheaded move. It's but the South Beach effect. Dude, you know? I mean. The ladies got to mesmerize. I mean, hey. The Cuban ladies. <laughs> Come on. I've been there. So, I know what you're going through. But, yeah, I mean, it just seems like a team in kind of reeling for sure right now. So, yeah, yeah. But they've, I mean, they've definitely played us tough time and time again. I mean, it's been like, you know, a one-score game yeah. so many times. Yeah, you I mean, you got to be in a, where you're just looking to, like, grasp at things, right. you know, on a losing season. It's like you got to almost just make this your Super Bowl. Moral like victories. W- winning in uh, Foxborough, you know, yeah, and this. then potentially keep the, the Pats out of the, the one seed. Because, you know, we we saw, like, last season, you know, around this time, you, got, you locked up the bye, you know, locked up the division. And it's like not like they purposefully took their foot off the gas, but they dropped the last two, and then they don't get the first seed. Right. You know, and we all know what happened. Had to go to Denver and didn't go to the Bulls. So to kind of really take care of business here these last couple weeks and, like, do something they didn't do last year, get that one seed and make sure the AFC goes through Foxborough, that's obviously going to be a huge advantage. Because, I mean, when you look around, who scares you? Who could come into Foxborough right and and win a playoff game? It's Mm got to come out of the West. Either KC, I don't see it happening just because it hasn't. But KC or I don't think Oakland's got what it takes. Perfectly honest, but wow, um, I don't think they have what it takes to beat Tom Brady and the Patriots and Bill Belichick in Foxborough. Too young, too young. Exactly, they got to taste it. Even in Oakland, I don't think the Raiders can do it this year. Okay, you heard it here. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that, but hey, man, Raiders are studs. They got some studs. Yeah, they have weapons, and they. I just think their defense has come along a little bit. They, their I'll offense be, is sick. I'll believe sick. it when I see it. You know what I mean? And yeah. maybe, hey, I, I don't think a lot of people thought TB12 was going to topple the Raiders when he no, did it. So no. maybe it's a new era. But until that day, friends, I'll believe in the guys that continue to do it. Hey, year so, in and year out. so we actually, uh, I saw that TB popped up on the injury report today. Initially, he had a knee. Then they later changed it to a thigh. Is that oh, really? anything that you guys are worried about? TB12? Yeah. No, he's always kind of on there. Yeah. And then come Friday, maybe he'll be off. But, so uh, one, one, thing about, uh, one thing about our quarterback squad this season, and I don't want to jinx us, but okay. please don't. Please don't. Two interceptions for the season. The record for a team in, the se- in, a, in a full season is five. Yikes. So Wow. That's amazing. Brady does still have that end of the end of the season game in, in it's, Miami, to, and it's not just Brady run. that's not throwing interceptions. Right. We had four games at the beginning of the season where we had our second and third string. Right, that's incredible. It's crazy. In the like, you know, obviously that's drilled. The uh, in the perfectionist that Brady is, I mean, that's what he's still at. He, this guy talks about improving every single day, and you know that's obviously a mantra of Belichick too, and, and all of ours, and all as personal. <laughs> <laughs> we wish, we wish, and uh, as is evidenced by this show. I mean, no obviously question. the best one we've ever done. No question. And um, 
you know, just he's got he's 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 looking for that holy grail of like a, a season with no interceptions. Oh yeah, you know, and who knows? I mean, he's he's getting closer and closer to it. I mean, this is like that Nick Foles year he had a few years when he was twenty seven TDs and two picks. So I mean, another speaking of the holy grail, I did I just. Compare I'm, Tom Brady to Nick Foles for some reason. <laughs> Don't ever do that again. Yeah, please, maybe Christmas slash. is coming. You can compare him to old JC. Maybe we'll we'll appreciate that. <laughs> oh wow! I want to say though, this Yikes. might be uh, maybe one of these guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I want to say it's that makes 14 out of 16 division titles during Brady's tenure with Belichick. Wow. Oof. One year of which he wasn't the starting QB, and the other year which they tied. Both times that they didn't win the East, they had the same record as the team that won, and they lost it by a tiebreaker. Oh, yeah, 11-5. So, 16 years in a row, they've been right there. It's pretty unbelievable territory that we're in right now. I mean, unbelievable. Yeah. And, you know, in this holiday season, it goes past the Thanksgiving season, but in the Christmas, too, about giving thanks and, you know, not yes. taking things for granted. We can't take this deep for granted. It's unbelievable. This is huge. Mm-hmm. We're if, going through, so soak it up. If football's people. still around when our grandkids are uh, alive, no we'll shot. be telling them about this. If there's a planet. <laughs> That's true, too. Never mind football. Thanks a lot, Trump. <laughs> <laughs> um, 17 and a half point spread this week, though. What? Wow. I got to take the points in that. Yeah. You know, I mean, all the games are tight. Have uh, have the Patriots um, pulled Tom Brady late in blowouts yet this season? Because this might be the first week that we see it. Uh, I feel like one game, Garoppolo came in. Okay, I can't remember who. It I was. think you're right. He's going to be a little little earlier with that trigger. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if they're up three touchdowns yeah. in the fourth, we might see Jimmy G and maybe a few of fourth. these other guys getting some rest. Yeah. Some of these other guys that are dinged up. Hopefully, it's a blowout. I like to see that. Hopefully, yeah. the the Vegas guys are spot on. Yeah. So we're like T-minus two minutes. Is there anything you guys really wanted to get out there uh, before we... Uh... Well, I mean, do we got any socks talk? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you said you guys already talked about Can sale you a couple weeks ago. Your boy Clay Buckholtz. Oh, yeah, that was big news. Yeah, that was rough. Um, you know, I thought we probably might have been able to get a little bit more value out of him, but... The value is the salary. Dump. I mean, yeah, Dombrowski's just under. like really trying to dump the salary and get us below the cap. That was his mission, and the he seems tax. like he's really... He did it. Working toward that, so hopefully maybe this guy's something, you know, because he does have value. I mean, I think Buckles oh, is going to be mean, a good starter for them. He would have been a he would have been great to have in that relief role. He showed that in the second half of the season yeah. for us. So all right, we're getting off. Okay, uh, but the Jets, <laughs> the Jets, they put. Um, so I mean, you got to think we're going to take care of that, and then we have to go to Miami. So if we split, Oakland can still catch us, right? They could tie us, and they have the tiebreaker. So they're one game behind us right now, right? They're yeah. eleven and three. Yeah. So if they go same as same as us, they win because that tiebreak because our terrible schedule. So if we split and they win out, that would be the case, and we would get the two seed. Correct. Okay. And what about Kansas City? No, no chance of them catching us. They're, well, if we lost both and Oakland lost again, then maybe KC would. I can't remember who the the common opponents, but I think because Oakland definitely is in the division, right, for the next two or yeah. Denver. I, I don't I don't know That's all true. the scenarios. They are, they're, but they're Chiefs, Denver, I believe, or Denver and uh, the Chargers, maybe. Yeah, brah. Anyways, hey guys, thanks for being here on uh, Christmas edition of uh, Patriots for Three Hundred and Sixty. Yeah, we buddy. appreciate all you guys for listening in us. Uh, Special shout-out to the Clan Macquarie. I believe they're uh, tuning in with us tonight. We appreciate that. Have a happy Christmas. So for Benny and Denny, 
I'm Mike. This has been another edition of Patriots Rap 360. Thanks for tuning in with this gang. Go Pats. Happy Christmas. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz, you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.